Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 74, Jason Farr, incumbent member of Hamilton City Council, running for re-election in Ward 2, recorded on September 21st, 2018. Jason Farr, you're the incumbent city councilor running for re-election in Ward 2. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you, and I really appreciate what you're doing here, Joe. So firstly, tell us, who is Jason Farr? First and foremost, he's a dad and a husband, a devoted Hamiltonian, a guy who really does love his city, and a guy who tries to bring positivity wherever he goes. Passion sometimes, particularly in debates, uh, can take over. And odd times, Jason gets hot. But uh, for the most part, I'm a person who is very, very grateful for the life to date and uh, try to sort of live a, a life that is full of positivity and demonstrates just how grateful I am. Why are you running? You know, it's, I think, been a very successful couple of terms here in the city and uh, particularly in our downtown. I've been very, very inspired by the things that I've heard from a very diverse range of citizens, most in Ward 2, uh, many from across the city too, but uh, they've inspired me and encouraged me to continue. And, you know, first and foremost, that's the kind of thing that someone in this line uh, is fueled by. You look in all professions for people to, you know, validate the work that you're doing. And uh, when you're in uh, professions that are quite public, and I obviously was in one for about 23 years there prior to this one, and this one is certainly quite public as well, there's never a shortage of people with opinions and uh, never a shortage of folks who uh, want to offer offer their, their thoughts and opinions on, on the job you're doing. And so, you know, it, that's uh, compelled me. And, and of course, you know, I've got an obvious passion for the city and being an inner city kid and, and still sort of the mind and imagination of that inner city kid uh, that I carry with me every day and this work and the previous work. I think it's obviously paying off. It's working well and it's hopefully inspiring others. And it's a position where you can get stuff done and, and help people. And I'm pretty happy to be in that position. So I want to continue. Do you live in Ward 2, yes or no? No. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I think so. I think it, uh, and I did for 10 years, so in the stagnant years, I, I would say, Robinson Street, East Ave, and uh, certainly uh, in those adult years, learned a lot about the downtown. Even prior to that, I learned a lot about the heritage and the history of downtown uh, from professors at uh, McMaster University as an urban geography student. So... Yeah, there's definitely, uh, I would suggest, an importance in my case specifically. You know, I'm, I'm in the ward next door. The location I'm at and the history I've had are, are two factors. And I think sharing the relevance of uh, location to this job, having spent the 10 years, as I say, but also never really being too far away, whether I'm riding my bike, taking a bus or driving my car, where it is ever, there's not one uh, occasion where my proximity to the ward has uh, caused, you know, problems for getting the job done. How have you contributed to the Ward 2 community and our city as a whole? In the Ward 2 community and in the area of, of social economic uh, work, 
there's a number of things you can just list off from motions and so forth. I won't do that, but stuff that stands out in my mind, I think early on uh, having that opportunity to start the Skate the Dream program at Eastwood, I keep reflecting on that. Think about all the partners, people you know, like the Qantas Boys and Girls Club and, you know, Wesley and, and others who have stepped up, even, you know, residents of the North End. We're really grateful that we were bringing that program to Eastwood because it meant that we were keeping Eastwood alive as well and not only providing opportunities for kids to learn to skate and play hockey. That program uh, continues to thrive, and it's probably why it's still top of mind in terms of, you know, when you ask the question, how have you contributed? In a more general sense, I would suggest that, and in Ward 2 still, that I've facilitated, I've tried again to be that positive voice, that positive connection to City Hall. I've done, I think, a pretty good job at uh, making certain that the citizens are engaged and want to engage. You know, whether it's bringing what's $4 million to date with uh, the local budgeting that we do. Now we call it plan local, local planning or people planning, public planning, and inspiring people to come up with themes and their own ideas and their own projects and then ultimately uh, putting those projects by the people, for the people, to those communities. And in other ways where, you know, development, obviously, I mean, it, it's a prevailing theme throughout this campaign. There's a lot happening and there's a lot still to come in terms of, uh, the building up of Ward 2. And I'm always thinking, uh, you know, it's got to be sustainable. They have to engage early. They have to engage often. We do that almost always. And they have to be creative about engagement and they have to, uh, you know, follow up. And so I think when you see the different things that occur when it finally comes to that planning meeting, that public meeting, Joe, you don't really have galleries full to the rafters of protests with these developments. And I think that speaks to the facilitation from this ward councillor anyway prior to that approval in making certain that most, and it's never all, are okay and good to go because they feel that they've been listened to. On the city, sort of let's keep with that same theme. I mean, with every motion we debate, you try to stay positive, and it's all about you know bringing, that, bringing the city forward. I know you have a question later, Joe, that reflects on our strategic plan and how that is going to be a factor in the decision we make with respect to uh, the city manager and that big decision. You know, you think about things like the strategic plan when you're debating, when you're making decisions as well. It can't be bluster. They aren't just words. They are words that guide us. And they're, it's important as any leader to you know, have those mission statements and mandates and, and operate in that capacity and have that inspire the, the debates you have and the decisions you make and the motions you move. What are your two priorities for Ward 2 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? For Ward 2, build on the momentum a uh, bit of a campaign slogan, so I thought I'd slide it in, but uh, there is historic renewal happening right now. There's historic investment happening right now in Ward 2, and always mindful and respectful of policies related to the growth that we're seeing. We want to protect our neighborhoods. We want to protect identities. We want to be sustainable. And now, you know, we have abilities through policies, even greater abilities to provide community benefits. I'm really quite pleased and happy to have been a part of that, and particularly the community benefit agreement, but you can also look at a downtown secondary plan with policies attached that help us build on the momentum, but never leave people behind, be sustainable and be inclusive. And certainly I think we have that in the two aforementioned plans. Citywide, the other piece is jobs and economic development. Two items, the one was lengthy, the other one is pretty much economic development. We need to continue to grow jobs and grow opportunities and be diversified. So those would be the two. Citywide, I would say housing and transit. I'll keep that simple because you know a lot about both and 
so do others, but they're very important priorities for our city. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that makes you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? Rapport, hard work, experience. Managing development is one of the most important and high-profile roles of the Ward 2 City Councilor. It is a challenging responsibility to ensure zoning changes facilitate development which benefits the community, while at the same time preventing land speculation which leaves properties vacant, underutilized, and ultimately harms the fabric of the community. What will be your process for evaluating development applications, and how will you manage competing planning interests in Ward 2? That's a great question. I kind of alluded to it, I think, with the two priorities for Ward 2, but just to expand in brief, we evaluate based on policies, and we evaluate based on plans, and we stick to the plan, and you stick to the policies as much as possible. There are committee of adjustment meetings that you're well aware of, Joe, and, and some want to stray, and some want to apply for what we call minor variances, and some have argued what's minor and what's not, and I think we've done a good job sort of fixing that, closing the loop on that. Most are minor now at that committee and will be in the coming term. Uh, we want to manage community interest, and that's a big piece of the job. And certainly, I'm pretty lucky, obviously, in Ward 2. The community never fails. Most of all the wards, I would suggest that in Ward 2, you hear what the interests are more often. And from a larger group of people and a more diverse group of people, and a lot of that is from neighborhood associations, almost all of them, well, I would say all of them, are a diverse group, so they themselves represent, you know, a potpourri of opinion, let's put it that way. But it's really very important, and again, I'd stress it, engage early, engage often, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a case where that hasn't happened. Maybe far dropped the ball a few years ago on some file that ended up being on a plot of land hosting an upcoming community meeting, and I somehow missed the memo. But for the most part, you know, I take pride in it now anyway that you, and probably for the last five, six years that the the minute the pitch comes, if you want to come see me and you're not already the property owner, get on the lobbyist registry, then the next step is which, tell me now before the meeting what you want to talk about with respect to whatever the development is so I can get the appropriate staff in the room. So do your pitch, but the staff are going to be there. And then, you know, that's usually a pretty short episode. And then here's the contact information for the people who live close by the people who are interested. And a lot of times that's the neighborhood association, almost all the time. And then ultimately we meet quarterly with the neighborhood associations and share these memos that come across my desk, whether these minor variances or, or major developments. And so communication is huge. And I, I hope that answers the question, but I would stress that I don't consider myself to be a perfectionist at this. You get from my answer a sense of the way I feel, the way I think, and what needs to be done. Can it be done better? Absolutely. Just about everything you do as a counselor. If you're saying you're doing everything 100% or 110%, then you're not being a genuine. Always you can, you can do a better job. And it's clear to me, the message is very clear to me, that that's one area where you should always, uh, you know, if, if the folks, if you're listening to the folks in the community, that's one area where they want you to do a better job or always strive to do a better job. Hamilton has a rental housing affordability problem. Ward 2 has seen a significant and marked decrease in affordability during the past decade. How will you address housing affordability in Ward 2 and across Hamilton? Well, it's a hugely important topic, Joe. I knew you would ask, and I'm glad you did. And I think we've already ramped up and in Ward 2 set the stage for unprecedented housing investment. Housing and transit are the two areas where, where council exceeds inflation annually uh, when it comes to uh, increases and when we deal with our taxes during the budget time. I think. When you ask the question, 
you know, how will you address housing affordability in Ward 2 and across Hamilton? There's a whole bunch of ways that we've demonstrated. We're creating at least 300 units, and I'm hopeful there'll be a whole lot more next term of council should I have the honor of representing the people of Ward 2 again. But I can tell you the work we did this term sets the stage for at least 300. We have to work hard, and to do that, you get partners sometimes. To do that, you have to go after some mixed-income communities if you're going to work with partners. You have to have a good rapport. As I mentioned earlier, it was one of the three things that I think is important to the job because you want to get buy-in from your council colleagues. You don't want to be arguing forever, or you don't want motions for funding to be denied because of personality reasons. So you have to have a passion for it, and and I think I do in housing, uh, given my background, and all of those things sort of add up to getting things done. The other piece, though, you know, it's in Hamilton, Ward 2 and across Hamilton, but obviously this is a crisis that is reflective across this country, and this is why the federal government is pledging this 10-year, $40 billion plan and I was very, very impressed by that. I think they got a lot of votes and became the federal leaders because of that. And we have to press very hard locally to get our fair share, if not more. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? I would suggest streamlining processes where applicable. We're trying to do that as much as we can. Bureaucracy can be uh, overwhelming sometimes in certain areas. And also tech. I, I think you'll appreciate this answer. You know it better than a lot of people. We are starting to get into the apps. We're starting to do those things that uh, if you read a Joey Coleman tweet, we should have been doing years ago, and I agree. And we need to start taking advantage of that because that's the world we live in, and uh, we are trying to pride ourselves on engagement. So those two, streamlining processes and take advantage of technology. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Green space is uh, crucial, especially with you know the places to grow and everybody telling us we got to in grids and, and, and all these uh, mandates and policies of, growing up. I think a lot of people want to see us grow up and not expand in green fields, obviously, with all the plans that are in place, both provincially, and that's what guides us. I would suggest uh, increased green space. That's something we're going to do in Ward 2 next term, and obviously create more affordable housing options. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked balloting? Well, I'm in favor. I'm among the four in favor that I know of. And, well, Sam, Green, uh, Johnson, Aiden. And when I spoke to it uh, in the public meeting, I, I think a couple of times we, we'd brought it up. I might have brought it up again at council. I can't remember. But I, my thing was, you know, I'm coming from experience. We've used ranked balloting with the farmer's market. You know, the community, the engaged citizens of Corkdown and Stinson used it when they named the uh, dog park may seem small potatoes, uh, you know, a subcommittee of council and a, a couple of neighborhood groups, but it, it's fascinating watching it work, and it's hard to question the results. And I'm a big believer in doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. And I think by supporting ranked balloting, you're also walking the talk when it comes to engagement. So I love it. I talked to the McMaster University folks about it just a few weeks ago, and I can tell you right now I would continue to push for it if I'm elected. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? Well, like I said earlier, we've got to keep working on ways to do it. And some are pretty obvious uh, using technology and other aspects. But, uh, you know, we are, the one thing i got to say with this question when I saw it first, Joe, is that I think we're doing a better job than ever. And you can look at the summits. There's three or four, I guess, that we've had. You could look at, you know, our strat plan, including words like engagement, but also walking the talk by having that you know, 55,000 Hamiltonians uh, participate with our future Hamilton with a guiding vision, with more great ways to describe 
the way we should be governing and great ideas that they brought to the table. And, you know, Vision 2020 was celebrated, and now it's our future Hamilton. And I don't think Vision 2020 had 55,000 Hamiltonians engage with us. And just the fact that, you know, through that engagement, what we're hearing loud and clear is we want better engagement means we better get better at engagement. And we are. Our website, it took forever. I'm hesitant to brag about uh, technological advances because you, you, you probably more than anybody, in fact, you have more than anybody, inspired uh, a lot of us and kicked us in the butt to get moving on things. And it does take, it did take, and it shouldn't take that much time. But uh, technology plays a, a key role for sure. How will the city of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager? And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Well, it's a good strategic plan, and, and it took a lot of work. And, you know, who oversaw that work? An individual who we'd love to be able to just clone, Chris Murray. I mean, he had all the skill sets to not only help work with many staff and counselors in devising the strategic plan, but he also embodies a lot of what that plan is about. In fact, I'd probably rank him on top with the steadfast integrity, but he also knows how to empower and engage and do all of those things that are part of our strategic plan. I think that, you know, if you were going to consider, and we're going to have to quite obviously as one of the first tasks, if I'm fortunate enough to be part of that discussion, look for somebody with qualities that match what we're looking for as a corporation and someone who's able to, you know, not just look at those strategic plan documents and the missions and the visions as statements or, you know, something on a piece of paper, but they're going to have to convince us that that's what will guide them because it did take some time. It is a good plan. We are going to be, or if we're not already, the best place to raise a child and age successfully. So that's what I'll be looking for. I think that's what the rest of council will look for. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? In short, Joe, think outside the box. You know, things like I've done already, transforming parking lots. I remember Bob Bertina saying to me out in the back of City Hall uh, when I had my motion coming, uh, you can't take our city parking lots and turn them into something greater and higher use. And I tried that with Marty Hazel, and he told me no way. And I said, well, Marty Hazel actually was the guy I work with on this motion. And while I appreciated that he gave it a shot, I was glad that I could, I didn't know that, but I was glad because it never became a motion with Bob, but I was glad I, I got it on the floor. And I'm, and that's one of those examples of, you don't think in terms of you can't. Don't always take no for an answer when you're investigating things that may not be in your expertise, because not everything's in your expertise when you're a counselor, whether they're from senior staff or frontliners. Test your, your imagination and test your colleagues eventually to get things done. Think outside the box in terms of partnerships. You're talking about limited resources. So, you know, there are people that will step up. A great example is John Rebecca Park and the Patrick J. McNally Foundation, a, a donation of a million dollars for a long-awaited-for, long-anticipated park. That, to me, is the, you know, the highlight of the, the way I'd respond to that one. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? My term, committed, imaginative, and kind. Council as a whole, hopefully unified, engaged, and there's that word steadfast again. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions that you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Thank you, Joe, for all that you do 
You are a great council watcher, me in particular, and I would never have it any other way. I've said it many times publicly. Uh, you've changed the way people look at City Hall. And, you know, I know we don't always agree, but this is a really good example of why we need a Joey Coleman or some good simulation of a Joey Coleman. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for joining us. I wish to thank the Central Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of the sound studio where we recorded this podcast. This has been Episode 74 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.